This podcast is brought to you by Voltero. In need of a break from the crypto roller coaster? Protect your earnings with physical gold. Find out more at Voltero.com, the world's first crypto commodities exchange. Backed by tech stars and used by thousands of investors around the globe. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This podcast is brought to you by Voltero. In need of a break from the crypto roller coaster? Protect your earnings with physical gold. Find out more at Voltero.com, the world's first crypto commodities exchange. Backed by tech stars and used by thousands of investors around the globe. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Dr. Paramjeet Romi Chopra. He's the founder of uh, the Midwest Institute for Minimally Invasive Therapies. So, Dr. Chopra, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you today? Good, good. I like the sound of uh, minimally invasive therapies. So tell me about the, um, the Institute and what's the goal and what are you working on? Absolutely. So, you know, our foundational belief is that people are the foundational bedrock of any community. You know, people live together first as families, then as communities. We become cities, counties, countries, whatever, but people are the bedrock. And all humans everywhere want to live a happy and fulfilled life and live to the fullest of their you know, potential, their God-given potential. And to me, success is fulfilling your potential, God-given potential, whatever that is. And in our, you know, in our human condition, every individual embodies a spirit, a mind, and a body, and we all connect to this universe. And when we have a problem, when we're not at ease, we call it disease, dis-ease. And so I want to be the solution to people's health problems. And we want to do it better, faster, and cheaper. And that is minimally invasive at the ultimate cost of the body. So with that in mind, I founded the Institute, Midwest Institute for Minimally Invasive Therapies. And we call it enlightened healthcare in the sense, you know, your body is just not a machine by itself. We have feelings and we have thoughts. And when you put it all together, ultimately, that's what is our life. And that's how we want to do this. And I wanted to create an institute where we use the best of technologies, the best of what we have today in, in a fast-paced, hyper-scalable world uh, after disruptive innovation. How do we get this where we are leading better lives? With that in mind, I founded the institute. I could okay. go on for a little bit, but I don't know if you want to do a follow-up question or just let me keep going. Well, I like your premise, but you know, I found things work when they have a particular focus. So what have you decided is like the one or two or three things that yes. you're focusing on so, to achieve your goal? Exactly. So we looked for problems. You know, in life, people have pain problems and some with high frequency. You may have a mosquito bite that happens very often, but it's bearable. People don't know much about it. Or you may have a shock bite, which is very infrequent, but people do anything to get out of that. But there's a big zone in between. So we've looked at conditions such as peripheral arterial disease or women who have uterine fibroids and their treatment options right now are too expensive to the body or to resources and are not making people feel well. 
So we have combined all that and found ways to do that better, cheaper. For example, we keep them out of the hospital. We'll teach them how to meditate. At the same time, leveraging high-tech uh, tools that are out there. First is the internet, the web-based uh, models. So we use salesforce.com as a platform to manage all the information that's out there uh, on the patient. We track patient's journey. We use AI tools, which are embedded in other software that we may we may use big data to solve people's problems. It's always based on how am I going to solve somebody's problems. So if you're my patient, you know you may come in with a loved one, you have another doctor, you may have a nurse somewhere, you have transportation to deal with, et cetera. Around your journey, we are using tools and techniques that are out there that the rest of the industry uses, and we have implemented that towards solving patient's problems. So we'll do the surgery. We're going to do that. Even there, we will use technology that's new, but it's minimally invasive, so it doesn't hurt the body. As an example, women who have fibroids will land up with an open hysterectomy. We solve their problem by doing a procedure called embolization. They are going through the wrist. They leave with their little wristband two hours yeah. after two to three hours, and they have avoided an open hysterectomy where they would be as, you know, cut from from the, the belly's cut open and the uterus removed. Uh, we right. have patients who are, are going to undergo amputations. Now, some big institutions do this, but the journey for the patient is horrific. They don't know, you know, one end from the other. So we have used, for example, use, we use Evernote and we use it extensively, which has AI built into it. We use all those AI tools. We're using Salesforce AI tools. We're, uh, you know, kind of, we're trying to use the hyperscalable model Entire every employee, every team member is has a mobile device. Everything is mobile. Everything is in the cloud. So I don't have to build extensive data centers and extensive clinics. I just have to open my laptop, and we take resources that are maybe already kind of uh, you know uh, what's the right? There's overcapacity. It's underutilized, underexploited, or there's just an abundance within outside the organization. We will find those and say, how do we do this so we can solve the patient's problems but use all these tools and technologies and keep costs way down? So that's kind of well, our what's passion. going on in yeah, yeah what, what's going on in traditional clinics? I mean, it seems like you know everything is rushed and stuff that they recommend is probably what drug reps or you know other parties oh, that are incentivizing to recommend is recommended, and you know they just kind of get you in and out, and they, they're just there to like mm-hmm. cram a lot of patients in. So. How do you function profitably in your model? So in my model, first thing is, if you're a happy customer of mine, you'll become a client. I have patients with me of 15 and 20 years, the entire generation's families are my patients and our patients. And they come back because they trust us. We know we will solve their problem. So, and then on top of that, you know, we, I never leave the room till I know my patient's absolutely happy. Now, how can I do this? Because everybody else is using paper. They spend a lot of time wasting doing redundant work. We have leveraged mobile and extensive information management so that all that is in our fingertips. So we have, for example, from the time you come into our universe of, let's say you call in and say, you know, I want to be, I have a problem. I was referred by somebody. You get into our system. We create a 360-degree view around you. We know your referring doctor. Who is it? It's your family member. All that information, we manage it, and that we have that at our fingertips. We're not spending all this time. 
reinventing the wheel, so to speak. So efficiency is one thing. But then on top of that, what we've been able to do is leverage, uh, you know, excessive cost of building out a whole big building or doing something and bringing that into a cost-effective model. So we spend all the energy and time making sure the patient's feeling good. We spend an hour with the patient if we need to. We will make sure that all their problems are solved. I, our model is it's, you don't do anything you wouldn't do on your own mother, assuming you love your mother, that you will not do anything to a patient. So reps can say whatever. I asked the rep, would you do this on your mother? It has to be proven. It has to be cost effective. So the model that we use is we say it's got to be six pillars. The first pillar is excellent product or services. So, you know, you, you look at Amazon, you look at Costco, you look at any of these, they always give you an excellent product. Now, things will go wrong, they give you excellent customer service and customer satisfaction, which is what we do with our patients. Patients, right. their families, we're giving them real value. To do that, we need very happy employees. So we take very good care of our employees. I treat them like I would want them to treat my best customers. Then fourth pillar is fiscal responsibility and profitability. So we make sure that we add value for our patients, but we are also profitable, which means we work very hard to keep our expenses down. We're very efficient with, we, we minimize waste. We figured out how to, by using technology, how to minimize inventory on the shelf. We literally, for a smaller organization, have all this in one database, all in the cloud. We have multiple clinics. We have a van that'll take stuff around, but we will not waste resources thing on the shelf. We don't let it expire. We will we negotiate extensively, use, use predictive modeling and things like that to help us come up with better answers. And we're constantly hoping for improvement. So we're always innovating. Constantly said, how can we do this better? And how at the end is, how can we provide the patient better care while fulfilling all the other needs? And we work to sustain this. So, so what in your experience are uh, you know, your run-of-the-mill clinics doing? So around the mill clinics, you know, we have it where they'll open a clinic, people show up, somebody walks in, they don't know, they give them a script, they go to a pharmacy, they don't know. And half the times, I've been working in larger institutions for over 30 years. We've been entering data for the last 30 years. I have not seen one report or one sensible piece of information come out to me Ugh. back. Instead, what we did in our institute here now is we have on top, all our system is integrated into one. So from the front end, all the clinical operations, all the revenue cycle, all the inventory, all the outcome data. Then on top of that, we have data warehouses already built. We have Power BI and business intelligence software already on top of it with with dashboards. And we say the right person needs to have the right information at the right time to make the right decision for the right reasons. So I may have somebody in the inventory space who needs a certain amount of reports and information is visible to them like that. And now, obviously, it's a process. We've been building the system one block at a time. Because at the same time, we don't want to spend $10 million building these systems. We have done with technology today by using what's already existing in the marketplace and working with our vendors. What other companies have spent 5 and $10 million to do, we've done it under half a million and being able to leverage all this technology. We're completely mobile. I can look at any record of any patient of mine on my mobile device and so my entire team. Uh, I could go on and on, but that's how we kind of uh, set that up. The other you make it large, uh, you make you make it sound so easy. 
why why is no one doing this and what you know what so do it, they care do they not care they just is the technology is not there for them and what's the reason so people always ask me that question i say have you seen lebron dunk a ball it's very easy for him my point is for those people that's how look at google how they do stuff look at amazon how they do stuff to ask amazon so it's easy we do this all the time in healthcare we have a little bit of a problem that problem is in a three trillion dollar economy We've got different forces pulling in different directions, and it is not about always the main objective, which is taking care of the patient. And you and I would be that patient. So you'll have pharma companies. You'll never see a broke pharma company. You'll never see a broke insurance company. Their motivation is not always, how do I do this better, faster, cheaper for the patients? I'm waiting for the day Amazon and Google are going to run healthcare. Prices will drop faster. Efficiencies will come into play. So I'm trying to do this like a mini Amazon would do, operational efficiency. Um, and is it easy? I mean, we've worked very hard to do this. It's easy for me to talk about it. I mean, it's been, you know, we were disruptive in technology. People looked at me like, are you crazy? What are you doing? But we worked our way one step at a time, and now we're seeing the results. And, I mean, we still have a long way to go to scale this up. Uh, some very large organizations are trying this in pockets, but obviously – to kind of be able to do this as a model, most people always look for, how can I charge more? We're like, how can we make this better value, not just charge more? In fact, in our world, our price is fixed because the insurance companies, our fee schedules are fixed. Hmm. While the price is fixed, how do I provide better care, faster care, make the patient's life easy and remain profitable? So what are, what, you know, what's yeah. um, the one or two most impactful things you've seen happen because of what you're doing? You know, maybe what uh, a patient says or what you've, you know, maybe, I don't know, oh, you have like 20% less recidivism. I don't know. What, what are some well, metrics in, in you've seen? A, that, that in terms of a patient, if you go to MimitHealth.com, our website, and see some of the accolades we get from our patients, because simple things like just knowing enough about you that otherwise you have to go hunting for it and then wrong decisions are made, because that's number one. But number two is we take the holistic approach. We know that as humans, we feel before we think. And we are aligned to not just working on them like they're just another mechanical machine, but actually solving their problems as a human being. As a simple example, you're my patient. You'll, you'll find a way to get me on my cell phone. Now, obviously, if you abuse it, I'll block it. But you can call me. We, so where do patients live? Where do people live at home in an assisted facility? They may be in a nursing home or a hospital. We see them everywhere. So if you came to my hospital or one of our clinics, then we found out that you are homebound and can't come to us, guess what? One of my nurses will come to you. And then they have all the patients who land up in an assisted facility or in a nursing home. We go see them there. And then, mm -hmm. but what's, what's missing when you go from home to clinic, to nursing home, to hospital? Information. So we track all that anyway. So we're finding that keeping all that in one place, working it and making it available and connecting all the dots, simple things. We're not talking about rocket science here. We're not talking about go to Mars. Those simple things, and one of our lines is we put care in healthcare. You know, talk to a family member, make sure. So, you know, we have patients who's uh, elderly patients whose family members are different parts of the country or their work or something. We take, you know, we'll manage all the data well so it's visible to the entire, anybody in the team who's taking care of them. Within a second notice, they'll whip out their mobile number and see in there who's the contact role attached to them, their care and their pipeline, and get a hold of them. 
the nurse on the so floor. So we track all of that, yeah. That is great you guys are doing this, but have you tried to talk to other institutions to see if they'll do it and do you get resistance from people? Like, what do you see out there from other clinics? Do you so, tell them about what you do and they fall asleep or they say, oh, no, that's nice for you, but we could never do that? You know, what's their no, no, actually, people are fascinated by it. I have a lot of people who visit. I have industry people who visit, and they're all looking at how do we do this. There isn't a – I'm not in the business of selling this as a service. I'm using this in our institute to grow exponentially. And as we do this, as we apply some of these things, what we are finding is more and more people in the industry I, – I just – conducted. I was the chairman of a course that we teach vascular disease. We have tons of people wanting to visit. They call us the you know, the state of the art and how we do this. It's on their websites and stuff. No, people are very interested. It's not that. It's just people haven't thought it through or they, these solutions just aren't there. I've spoken at Salesforce's headquarters. They're building what's called the health cloud. The larger enterprises have a challenge of integrating all this. I started this on a small scale, working within a smaller organization that we can handle. It's like trying to turn around a a tanker or an aircraft carrier, and we are agile boats. So we can do some of these things faster. Now we're trying to figure out how to scale this so this can be done on very large scales. Are you trying to uh, make a system that other clinics can uh, implement oh, yes. and purchase from you, or are you sticking with your own stuff? Well, we want to build this to the yeah, answer is yes. And so first, what we've done is said, does this work? We've done it. We can show it. We work. We collect the data on it. Now we're trying to see how do we scale this, whether we do a franchise model around the country. We've gotten interest from other people or provide this as a service, as a platform that people can work on. So we're working with different uh uh, software vendors, et cetera, to, to kind of put this all together. See, we look at a system as having six rights. First is the structure, then it's the right processes, the people. you got to have the right information, the right uh, decision, and the right rewards. So we build these systems. Now the question is somebody may want to license the system or be part of the franchise, or we implement it for them. So we're actually starting to do that. And we've got a tremendous amount of interest, especially from physicians going, I want that. How do I do that? Uh, now, we obviously took things like Salesforce and other software and just kind of in a startup mindset, innovative, did it. Now we're trying to kind of package it together so that it's actually a scalable model. We get visitors once every couple of weeks from other clinics and sites to see how we're doing it so they can implement something similar. Okay. Well, very good. Um, so for listeners, what's the best way if you know if they have a clinic or they go to a clinic and they want to suggest this or they want to... You know, they want to get the help and implement some of the systems you develop. Sure. What's the best way for them to get in touch? With me? Uh, my website, uh, drromichopra.com, D-R-Romi, R-O-M-I, Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A.com. And our uh, institution's website is mimithealth, M-I-M-I-T, health.com. So they can always reach me and kind of can help them out. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Dr. Chopra, it's amazing what you're doing. I wish uh, your clinics all over the U.S. People get a lot better health care than they do now, you know. Thank you. Appreciate that, really. Thank you very much indeed. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, 
virtual reality, and more. 